Well, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Max Danielson Show. I am your host, Max Danielson. Uh, and joining me today on this uh, very, very strange day being the one-year anniversary of when everything in the sports world was shut down due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, a strange episode indeed, but uh, what what a way to have this episode with having the guest on who I was with when this all happened uh, our, in our first year here at Austin College. I've known this guy for over 11 years, went through middle school to high school and now college uh, with him. He is the man, the myth, the legend, probably going to be uh, the guy who I uh, basically know for, or actually I've known him for half my life and probably will know him for the rest of my life. That is Mr. Jackson Epps. So Jackson, welcome onto the show. Actually, welcome back onto the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Uh, it's been a while since we had we actually, I believe, had you on one of the very first episodes of this show, and now here we are on episode forty-eight. You finally making another reappearance besides the uh, remembering Kobe series that we had last year uh, when Kobe Bryant died. Yeah, it's crazy. It's almost more than a year. It is, man. And <laughs> sorry about that, but uh, hey, we had to get you on for <laughs> season two, but. Uh, a little bit different uh, wise how we do these episodes because uh, how we kind of did it, of course, what I'm about to ask you, you already know the drill, kind of who you are, kind of your background, and then also what your favorite sports teams are. But now the the newest thing that we've implemented on the show is the whole interviewing and kind of getting to know the guest more so before we jump into sports. So uh, we'll start back off kind of uh, how we usually did it uh, beforehand, kind of just talking about who you are. Um, where you come from, kind of what you do at Austin College, as I've said it before, um, and also kind of what sports teams you follow. All right, so I'm Jackson, as you said earlier. I play football for Austin College. I've known Max for a long time. Went to middle school together, high school together, and now college together. And uh, a lot of people know I'm a big Duke fan, Cowboys fan. Mostly all the Dallas teams. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, you know, we will get kind of into uh, a little bit of Cowboys and also a little bit of Duke later on uh, after we get through not only this interview, the COVID sports, but then once we get on to uh, kind of the current news going into sports. But we'll kind of jump into uh, what you were talking about there, um, talking about, you know, kind of how we met back in elementary and middle school at St. Paul. Um, I kind of want to ask you, you know, when you look back on those days to St. Paul, what are some of the big things like you remember um, of those times and kind of that still like just or even, you know what, like a memory from St. Paul that still sticks out to you from this day, kind of uh, discussing first and foremost, like what St. Paul meant to you then and then also a good memory that you have of St. Paul. Well, St. Paul was a good school. It was a nice community. It was good that we knew everyone. Kind of like Austin College. Mm-hmm. But uh, sports-wise, it was good to just be the underdog and always be counted out. And it felt like felt cool to just try to bring us to the top, even yeah, though we never especially did. in baseball too. Yeah, we were close. And always just trying to bring a banner to that school mm-hmm. just felt right. And a story you're not gonna like is a uh, story you broke your ankle. That's always a classic. Ah, <laughs> uh, great. <laughs> Uh, well, no one's ever heard this on the podcast, so go right ahead. You want me to tell it? It's better from your point of view. No, it's way better from your point of view. Let's be honest here, Jackson. Well, long story short, Max went out for a layup in practice and landed on his ankle. And Actually, it wasn't a layup. It. it was trying to block someone. Yeah, he was trying to pin someone like LeBron. just broke his ankle and he was on the floor. Uh, said some words I can't repeat. But you can you, you can repeat it. I, well, I don't really care. Said, you can repeat it. He said fudge, fudge, fudge. And then he slipped some other the, the other F word in there, too. <laughs> now, there's a very important part of that that uh, last part, too, when I dropped the word, too. Yeah, you, you could say that. <laughs> yeah, so um, like Jackson was saying, I said fudge quite a bit of time, a few times. And then as soon as his dad walked over, I just blurted out the f-bomb which i i have the right to do so because i was in quite a lot of pain um but i that was a that was and i mean that was the first year i made b1 basketball too and then i broke my ankle believe played in one game that was out for the year but thankfully made it back to baseball season but 
I mean, yeah, that was something that was really big for us. I mean, especially like, you know, I mean, you played football. I only played football one year, which was a freaking shit show to begin with for me. Um, basketball played all the time. And then baseball kind of was where a lot of us grew together, kind of that brotherhood we had at St. Paul, just because, like you were said, we were always treated as the underdog. And a lot of times, you know, they always count us out. And, I mean, from there, I mean, St. Paul kind of became a dynasty for baseball. I'm just saying. We were kind of the starting point to that. Yeah, we set up a great run. Mm -hmm. so it's probably over now. Oh, yeah. Going. I mean, they've already cut sport, which is sad, man, that St. Paul has kind of gone down the drain. And I imagine, yeah. honestly, Jackson, I, I mean, I've told you this before, but I think in the next 10 years, St. Paul is not going to be anymore. I, I, I just don't see it still being around, which is sad because, I mean, that was our that was our childhood, you know? Yeah, it'd be really sad. I yeah, see but, that too. you know. I like that you said we always wanted to bring a banner uh, to that school. Unfortunately, we didn't. Uh, that's a whole different story. But I, I say that because it's a great transition point to going to Bishop Lynch because when we were going into Bishop Lynch, I remember you. It was we were messaging each other on Twitter, and you said, we're bringing four banners to Bishop Lynch. And, you know, unfortunately, that didn't happen. Well, you know, football technically happened. Uh, but, you know, during our time at least. But... I do kind of want to ask you, you know, about Bishop Lynch and kind of, uh, I mean, a lot of things came from you for Bishop Lynch, um, especially in your football career, your basketball career, your baseball career, being that tri-sport athlete there. Um, specifically, I kind of want to go into that and kind of what that was like, you know, of course, all of us play kind of a lot of sports that, you know, we're in middle school and all that, but not many people can say that they played three sports in high school. So, I want I want to ask you kind of what that balance was like in high school, especially going to like a rigorous college preparatory school, um, and what that was like to balance not only academics but also having to balance three sports and really never having a full off season for a sport to focus on. Yeah, I was about to say that like the off season part was was kind of good and kind of bad at the same time, but because you're never resting, but you're also getting to play a sport year round basically, mm -hmm. which is pretty cool and. I mean, I guess it was kind of bad because you couldn't focus on one sport at a time, but you always want to play. Uh, you want to take advantage of the years you have playing sports, and I didn't want to give one up just to focus on another one. So, man, it wasn't as hard as people would think school-wise to mm -hmm. stay on top of things. As long as you set time for homework and stuff, you'll yeah. be fine. Now, I do actually want to ask you because I thought about <clears throat> this just a second ago. Um you know, I mean, the one thing in life, you know, we, we always have, there. there's something we wish we could have done differently. Is there anything, at, like, when you look back at Bishop Lynch, as far as the three sports go, that you, maybe you wish you devoted more time to a specific sport, or maybe you wish you didn't play a specific sport, or are you are, are you content that you, you gave it all that you had in those three sports and you wouldn't change the thing? Well, that's a good question, honestly. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh I mean, I wish I would have won more, obviously. It would have been more fun. Mm -hmm. like, that was the point. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't think I would have regretted playing any other sport or not giving up any other sport. Mm -hmm. I think I liked playing all three and uh, just keeping to it and getting the chance to do that in high school. Yeah. Well, you know, going into Austin College, which is, you know, it, it was pretty funny. I remember we both were kind of talking about in high school like that. We were most likely going to go to OU, and then you committed to Austin College. I was going to go to Oklahoma State, and then somehow uh, got to Austin College. But, um, and then somehow, I mean, we both ended up being roommates in college, and then, of course, you stuck with two of those sports, um, being baseball and football, and now kind of just focusing at the moment for just solely football because due to COVID and all that, and the seasons being in the spring. But I kind of want to ask you, uh, you know, how Austin College has been going uh, specifically right now for football and kind of what that's been like. I know that you've been playing a bit more uh, than you were last year on the football team. Yeah, it's a lot better than last year. Cause, oh, just for me personally, because playing more, getting to see the field. And, yeah, we're, we lost. It was tough first two games. Lost both of them. But we won the last game. Hopefully we win this weekend, end on a good note. But it's fun. It's fun to just be around a lot of guys and 
try to win and keep competing. And we're lucky to be able to have a season at all this year. So Absolutely, especially like what we'll get into here in a little bit, you know, with all COVID sports and all that. Um, but moving aside from kind of the athletics, I want to ask you just in general how college has been like, especially kind of just the the chaos of this past, like not only last spring, the chaos that that brought, but even this fall kind of just coming into it, not knowing what the hell was going to go on. Uh, I kind of want to ask you, you know, from that academic viewpoint, not only kind of how Austin College has been, but even going back on to Bishop Lynch, you know, how Bishop Lynch prepared you for where you're at right now and kind of the, the adversity you have to go through um, just in college academics and having to balance that out. Well, BL set us up pretty well for college, and that's what they're supposed to do. They always say they're going to set us up for college academics, and they really did, honestly. And the transition wasn't as hard as I thought it'd be. Mm-hmm. But, and COVID obviously made it harder. But I don't know. It's, it's just it's still school. School is school, no matter what the level is. And as long as you work hard, you'll do fine and whatever you do. Yeah. Now, I do want to ask you, you know, <clears throat> going after, you know, college, because here, you know, it's going to be. I mean, heck, you even remember it as much as we did, like when we were sophomores in high school and we're like, oh, we still got a ton of time. And then time flew. We were seniors in high school. Now here we are in college. That's going to be the same way. So kind of I want to ask you, do you have kind of what your post-college plan is and kind of what is to come for you um, after college and kind of what you're looking to go into just as a field or even what you want to go into for a career so far? Yeah, honestly, I'm not as sure as – a lot of people are, but I finally picked my major, mm-hmm. business administration, so I'll see where that takes me and yeah. build off that. I mean, hey, I can't hey, I can't say anything because right now I'm a double major for business admin and communication, <laughs> so possibly may move into business finance. Who knows? We'll kind of just have to see how that plays out, but um, I think that'll do it here uh, with this interview portion, at least. Uh, We're going to take a very quick commercial break. And when we come back, uh, me and Jackson are going to relive a year ago around this time where basically shit hit the fan uh, for just sports in general. So uh, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. The Max Danielson Show is proud to announce Gage's Granite as an official sponsor for the Saturday podcast. Gage's Granite is a family-run company operating nearby in the Dallas Metroplex. They offer custom granite, travertine, onyx, and marble countertops to homeowners and businesses since 2000. Give them a call today at 972-243-6097 or visit gagesgranite.com or on Facebook and Twitter. You can also stop by the main showroom located at 2427 Glenda Lane in Dallas. Gage's Granite, a proud sponsor of the Max Danielson Show. Hey guys, this is Jason with Lacrosse Monkey. Are you looking for a place to shop for your next athletic season? Monkey Sports is here to help. Whether you're looking for baseball, hockey, or lacrosse gear, if you can dream it, we've got it. We provide both the latest and best on the market equipment for your athlete. Stop by and visit us at 105 West Bethany Drive, right off of US 75 in Allen. Monkey Sports, a proud sponsor of the Max Danielson Show. And welcome back here to the Max Danielson Show, where we left off. We were talking to Jackson kind of just about um, how we met back at St. Paul, his transition uh, from St. Paul to Bishop Lynch ultimately leading him to Austin College, being roommates uh, our first year, kind of also talking about how his football career has been going so far at Austin College as well, kind of the chaos that's been happening within these past few semesters here at Austin College, and as well uh, kind of what his post plan is uh, post-Austin College. But um, now we kind of get into the, uh, the whole depth of the show right now, especially – and I think this is a perfect transition because Jackson is coughing up a storm over there with uh, the whole COVID stuff. And, you know, it, it's really funny that this episode, and I, I may have done it kind of on purpose to get it to land on this date for this episode, but it's pretty it's pretty freaky to kind of say that today 
a year ago is when just shit hit the absolute fan um, just for the sports world and just the world in general. I mean, when this was recorded, which is uh, it's recorded on March 11th, then, of course, this past Friday is kind of when everything started to really shut down for sports. And then really when they told us to go home for Austin College and then kind of the 13th is when everyone kind of realized, oh, shit, this is kind of where uh, things aren't going to be uh, too normal for a while, so to say. But um, kind of let's just take a rundown from a year ago today and kind of see how far we've came. So first thing, I mean, we're going to talk about here is kind of where the whole domino effect began with the NBA suspending its um, season after Rudy Gobert tested positive for coronavirus. Now, Jackson, I think you may have remembered this, that Rudy in his uh, post-game interview that day was, you know, like, all oh, this, this isn't real and all this, and he was touching all the microphones. And then afterwards, it turned out he had COVID. But um, I kind of want to ask you about that, you know, like, I, because I remember we were both in the room, both in our dorm room at the time, um, kind of when this all started to take form and take shape. And the big one, I remember you just telling me, you're like, dude, NBA's canceling their season, um, and we can't, we couldn't believe it. So I kind of want to ask you, you know, at that time, what, what was that like to see just the first big major collegiate or major professional sport just um, league go down, and just because of just everything that was happening at the time. First, I'm pretty sure I was at home for the when the NBA first got canceled because I remember watching in my my den with. My dad and brother. Okay, maybe it was Bobar. in March Madness that re- yeah, Okay, I think yeah, it was March Madness. March Madness then. was with you, yeah. But uh, the NBA, I remember watching Bobon go off and then seeing the tweets from Woj saying season's canceled on pause. I was like, wow, that's actually just happening right now. Yeah. This is not good for the rest of the sports world. And then, of course, with the whole NBA being canceled, that also meant it was going to be Vince Carter's last game just in general, uh, which is pretty sad because, I mean, just for a 22-year-long career um, and for that kind of just to be the ending, it was a really shitty ending to say the least because, I mean, let's be honest here, Vince Carter deserves the world. I mean, he was, I mean, at one point he was a Dallas Maverick. We loved him when he was a Dallas Maverick for that one year. Um and just kind of the way that his career went out versus the year before where we saw how Dirk Nowitzki and Dwayne Wade went out, um, which really sucked um, just seeing that all happen. And, of course, that all spiraled into what kind of – which is actually where we kind of started to realize that, oh, shit, this is where it all is starting to tumble, which is uh, with when uh, March Madness got canceled. And I remember I, – I think I was getting back from something, and you just – as soon as I got back in the room, you're like, dude, March Madness just got canceled, which was very, very ironic because the past semester I wrote a whole paper dedicated to the hysteria of March Madness and then for it just to get canceled the following semester. Um, I mean, I kind of want to talk about that from your perspective, I mean, because you're a humongous college basketball fan, especially following Duke basketball. Um, and I kind of want to ask what your reaction to that was and just seeing that happen. Uh, I remember I was in my dorm room and you were gone. And I got the Twitter notification. I said, this can't be happening. And then I turned the TV on and it was happening. And I cried. Like, there's no way. And then you walked in and I told you, I was like, wow, this really just happened. Yeah. It was so surreal. And I was like, we're living through history right now. And that is very, I mean, heck, this past whole year has been history, Jackson. I mean, little did we know then how big this would become. I mean, after that, I mean, you had conference tournaments and NCAA being canceled, NHL suspending their season, Major League Baseball delaying their spring training. And then, of course, the big one, SCAC, canceling all remainder remainder of its spring sports. I know, heartbreaking. Uh, But I kind of want to ask, you know, you a year later, like now here in the present, I want to ask you looking back, seeing just everything happen and kind of looking back then, I mean, what is it like, at least from this perspective, you know, that we have now and kind of seeing how it all played out? How do you look at it now versus when it was all happening? Well, it feels like it's happening all over again because Duke's tournament just got canceled, basically. So 
Yeah, I'm we'll reliving it a year a later. I'm sorry about that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, it's it is cool to. I mean, honestly, I forgot the question, but I know <laughs> he's talking about March Madness. Uh, yeah, I mean, we know more a lot now, or like we know a lot more now about COVID and a year later, so they can take extra precautions. And it was just a lot of people were scared last year, and it was just the unknown. So, like, it is a big difference. I, like, they can't cancel the tournament this year because, I don't know, I just feel like they have a lot more precautions and they know how to deal with certain things this year, which is good. You know, I'll give you an A for effort, at least, for answering the question. A little bit <laughs> off kind of what I asked, but you know what? It still did hit the big notes about that, so can't complain on that. Now, I do want to ask you specifically, you know, because – we're talking about the whole COVID stuff. I kind of want to ask you what quarantine was like for you um, and just living through that whole experience. Because I remember for me, first few weeks was great. And then I began to lose my mind. Not not just because of what was all going on, but also, you know, bless my family. And, like, I'm glad that, you know, I have them all in my life. But they were driving me insane by, like, the third week of just dealing with them over and over. Especially because we were now living on our own after living you know with our parents for 18 years and we were like yeah you know like this is pretty good living on our own and then nope we go back and live with them for another six months but kind of want to ask you what your quarantine was like and kind of how your family kind of treated it and kind of just what what y'all did um during quarantine or just how or you know what even so how did you pass your time during quarantine that that's actually a better question a better rephrasing that question well, first of all, I don't know why you're complaining because quarantine with Carly Danielson sounds like heaven to me. And now we're bringing awesome. my sister to the podcast. So. <laughs> well, you know what? That's a first, ladies and gentlemen. Bringing the bringing my family's names into the podcast. Anyways, Carly go ahead. Danielson. Uh, yeah. Well, it was it was fun for me too, just because you get to stay home and do classes mm-hmm. in bed, basically. Yeah. And just more comfortable. And then it did get a little more annoying once, like, you start living life without things and, like, yeah. just, I don't know, just having to work out in the garage and yeah, things being closed and everything, just, I don't know, it's just crazy. And a lot of tennis, too. A lot of tennis. Oh, yeah, that's right, tennis. A lot of tennis. <laughs> a lot of tennis. Um, but... You know, now here we are. We're kind of seeing some normalcy returning. And even so, you know, hey, might as well throw this in here. I mean, me and Jackson were at the first game of 2020 being the Winter Classic. And then the first game that had fans in North America in 2020 after all the COVID uh, pandemic at the uh, NLCS in Globe Life uh, Field, actually, now. But, um, I mean, what a... You know, what a year it's been, and kind of just now that we're seeing normalcy returning, you know, even so, I kind of want to ask you, you know, do you see us returning to any sort of normalcy that we had before COVID, or do you think truly that this is kind of going to be our new normal for a long time? I think we're slowly getting back to normal. And, I mean, the Rangers just announced they're gonna have full capacity and stuff yeah so. that's a bit that's a big big that news is, bit right there too that is that's i mean you gotta start somewhere so mm-hmm. some states are opening up some aren't but as a sports perspective i think we're getting really close yeah, to man. i mean being able to see see games and you know i i do have to give props to a lot of those commissioners that really handled it very very well the nhl handled it great um MLB handled it pretty decently as well, even though we didn't think we were going to get an MLB season. Hey, we got an MLB season. And then Adam Silver, I mean, a round of applause for that dude because he he really did a fantastic – he was kind of the, the stepping stone for how, you know, the whole COVID-style sports was going to be like. And he did a fantastic job about that. And then, of course, you had – well, actually, then you had Rob Manfred who just screwed up for a long, long time. Then we actually had our MLB season. And then also, I mean, you know, just Roger Goodell, kind of an iffy one there on the NFL for, I mean, we thought it was going to get canceled midway through the year just with all the COVID cancellations that we were having in games and all that. But thankfully, you know, we're kind of starting to see some normalcy return where we're, when we'll see full normalcy, who knows when, but 
slowly getting there, especially, I mean, like you said, with the Texas Rangers now going 100% uh, capacity at their stadiums uh, at the start of opening day is awesome, to say the least. Um, but, I mean, what a year it's been. You know, 2020, as part as, you know, uh, the famous uh, country song there, hell of a year goes. I mean, it was a hell of a year. Um, and now here we are, 2021, kind of seeing some normalcy return. But uh, I think that's a great way to kind of uh, go into this next commercial break after just discussing all the COVID stuff. So we're going to take a very quick commercial break. When we come back, now we're going to get into current sports news that's going on right now in the world. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. The Max Danielson Show is proud to announce Gage's Granite as an official sponsor for the Saturday podcast. Gage's Granite is a family-run company operating nearby in the Dallas Metroplex. They offer custom granite, travertine, onyx, and marble countertops to homeowners and businesses since 2000. Give them a call today at 972-243-6097 or visit gagesgranite.com or on Facebook and Twitter. You can also stop by the main showroom located at 2427 Glenda Lane in Dallas. Gage's Granite, a proud sponsor of the Max Danielson Show. Hey guys, this is Jason with Lacrosse Monkey. Are you looking for a place to shop for your next athletic season? Monkey Sports is here to help. Whether you're looking for baseball, hockey, or lacrosse gear, if you can dream it, we've got it. We provide both the latest and best on the market equipment for your athlete. Stop by and visit us at 105 West Bethany Drive, right off of US 75 in Allen. Monkey Sports, a proud sponsor of the Max Danielson Show. And welcome back here to the Max Danielson Show, where we left off. We talked about a year ago what was happening in the sports world with all the COVID cancellations, uh, the seasons just being canceled, suspended, all of that, and now here we are, 2021, where everything's kind of starting to get back to some form of normalcy that we saw pre-COVID, but uh, slowly but surely happening, but now we get into uh, just current events in sports, which uh, was another thing about COVID, which was, uh, I had no idea what the hell was going to happen with this show, because there was no sports news to talk about, Um, but... Somehow we made it through. I have no clue how we made it through, but we did. And now here we are talking about just sports like how it was pre-COVID. So first big thing that uh, we're going to talk about here because, uh, man, do I have an opinion on this topic. I know you do as well, Jackson. Dak Prescott signing for a massive $4,160,000 or a contract. For, uh, from the Dallas Cowboys, I believe 125 of that is guaranteed. I mean, I, I, I'm just going to say this, Jackson. I think this contract is a bit overkill. <laughs> I think he, I think, yeah, it was, I was surprised on the years, too. I thought it would be a little bit, but, yeah, the money is a lot. But, you know, I'd rather pay him now than have him go kick ass for some other team. And him being top eight quarterback in the league, I think it's better than trying to start over with a rookie or some other guy that just comes in. Because you know, Ben Denise, yeah, we saw how about that. But you know what you're getting with Dak. You know how it's that he can lead your team. And I mean, you had to pay him eventually, so I'm fine with it. The people we should be talking about are. Jalen Smith and Zeke and all the people we've paid that aren't producing like they should. That's going to be an interesting one. Also, kind of what we see there. You know, who knows what could happen to Zeke or any of those guys here in a few years. You know, will we see like something happen where Zeke gets cut or whatever the case may be? Who knows? But I mean, I, I kind of want to go on, you know, go back onto this deal. I mean, I think four years is a great deal for that in terms of how long he is because. I agree with you on the fact that he is a great leader. He shows great leadership skills, but I just don't think that $40 million a year is worth Dak Prescott money. I would say at the very most, around $20 million. I mean, knowing how Jerry Jones is, I could understand maybe $25 million because, I mean, Jerry Jones, I mean, let's be honest here, 
sometimes is a bit whack, but um, I I mean forty million dollars because I remember I mean for a long time Dak was like I want this money you know I want to be the highest paid quarterback right now in the league. Actually, I'm not sure. I may need to fact check. I believe Dak is still way under uh, what Patty Mahomes is making. I Mahomes. think is he now yeah. a little bit above Russell Wilson or just still a little bit below Russell yeah. Wilson? I think he's second. He is second. Mahomes. Okay. Yeah. I I just don't like I. I, I'm very much debatable on like I think that Dak ranges between the ten like a a ten and fifteen quarterback in the league depending on the year he's having. If it's a really good year, I think he cracks maybe that top ten. But in most years, I think he's around that twelve thirteen margin. But I I just don't know if that forty million dollars a year. I mean that's just that's why I said next to this like is it overkill? Because I just think that. That is so much money that you're locking up on Dak Prescott right there. I mean, let's say you take away that $20 million where, I mean, that's four years worth. That's $80 million right there that you could throw at other players, whether that be in free agency or even signing back those young guys that aren't protected right now. I mean, I I, I just don't know if I I, I like the idea of that four-year contract because I think Dak is only going to get better as time goes on, but... I mean, especially with kind of the O-line disintegrating and kind of just seeing a lot of those guys retire um, and also not seeing the numbers of Zeke really been improving lately um, and a little bit kind of Amari Cooper, but he's I still think he's worth that money that they're paying him, honestly, because he is one of the best wide receivers in the game. Maybe not the best route running, but you overall receivers, I think Amari Cooper is still one of the best in the league. Yeah, he is. He's... He's one of the shiftiest guys, and he's very physical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think Dak, I mean, quarterback's the most important position in football. So if you have a guy, I think you got to keep your guy. And Well, of course. I mean, I the know. NFL's gone into a hole. I mean, you look at the, the MVP, and I'm not dissing Rodgers here, but if you look at the past few MVPs, <laughs> they've all been quarterbacks. The NFL has gone from, you know, uh, an offensive, you know, league to just a singular quarterback league i mean you think like the top players that get paid i mean look at patty mahomes's contract then you have Dak's contract a lot of these guys all quarterbacks are getting paid because like you said it's the most important position on the field and really you know like why a running back because if you look at the statistics running backs really average two to three years in the league just due to injuries and all that but quarterback's kind of the one guy you gotta lock up but like i was saying with mvp i mean it is really a QB-oriented league nowadays, and that's why, I mean, they are throwing that money at Dak like that. Yeah, like you said, with running backs, running backs you can replace really easily. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like Zeke's going to get cut soon. And I don't know. I think we did pay a little bit too much, but I think Dak deserves it, especially after his injury. That was leverage. Yeah, because... That that is yeah. what someone said that Dak has leverage because of this. Now I'm not hey I'm not hating Dak because you even know this that I I really like Dak Prescott. He's probably the the one cowboy that I like on the team is Dak because he he's just overall a good guy. And I think that you know does he get a little you know is he a little bit just overhyped? I think so. But at the same time he's a good quarterback. He I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. He's a good quarterback. He's not yet elite, but I think he's a very very solid quarterback. Well, he just got elite money, so well. Hopefully, he's. <laughs> I, you know, for Cowboys fans, I hope he turns into elite. But we're gonna get off that topic, and I really want to talk about this one because I mean, I think for both of us, this one just came out of the freaking blue, which is the Arizona Cardinals signing J.J. Watt. Now, it was reported that the three teams, it was, I believe, the Browns, the Packers, and the Bills were reported teams that were going to land J.J. Watt. And then, now, I will say props to J.J. Watt's management and all that for just not leaking any sort of news. I mean, keeping it very, very under the radar as because J.J. was the guy who just released kind of the, who kind of broke the news on his Instagram that he just did a, I believe the, the uh, caption was source me, which was him squatting with an Arizona uh, Cardinal shirt on. But, I mean, I kind of want to get this from your perspective here. Did you see J.J. Watt? going to Arizona and now reteaming up with uh you know DeAndre Hopkins his former teammate and of course the young gun 
Kyler Murray out of OU. I mean, and I know you're a big OU fan, so. It's just, yeah, it really came out of the blue. But it, I, mean, I, I kind of was kind of happy because I'm not a – I wish – I'm glad he didn't go to a team that I didn't like or anything. And it's still – you could call them a little bit of a contender, I guess. I think they him. are. I really think they are a yeah. contender. I do. I Maybe think not, they're a contender. Not as much as – not as much as the Bills would have been, probably, but oh well, definitely, yeah. Bills, I mean, they're the they're Packers, one of the most they are the youngest, most exciting team in football right now. I think. Yeah, I can see that. They have a good future, but so do the Cardinals, I guess, too. Yeah, now they do. Now they do. Now, I do want to kind of divert this because I mean, we talk about a team that is a very young and energetic team. We talk about the Kansas City Chiefs and kind of something that was just like. What in what, why is this happening here? Which is the Kansas City Chiefs releasing Eric Fisher, who was the number one pick, I believe, in 2013, and was a big, big part to that O line for the Kansas City Chiefs. And now the Chiefs are releasing him. I mean, we kind of saw in the Super Bowl how I mean Patrick Mahomes was kind of running for his life, kind of how it would have been if he got drafted by the Bears. Uh, but I mean, I, I, I mean, can you make any sense out of this this uh, release? Well, sorry about that. We had a little bit of technical issues uh, here on the show. Actually, that's probably the first time we've actually had to do this so far. So, I mean, you know what? Being 48 episodes in, not a bad, not not too bad to finally first have your first big technical issue. So, uh, or if you really even want to call it a big technical issue. But where we left off, kind of talking about, um, you know, Eric Fisher and kind of his being, him being cut by the Chiefs. And the question I posed to you, Jackson, is kind of, can you make any sense out of this cut from the Chiefs of Eric Fisher? Yeah, especially when you see the contract Mahomes has and how much they're paying that offense of Kelsey and Hill. Like, they had to cut the money from somewhere, so they chose the offensive line even even after that Super Bowl performance. So, even though I'm pretty sure Fisher was out for the Super Bowl. Yeah, Fisher Bowl. was out for that game, which is the yeah. big reason why, like, <laughs> Mahomes had to run for his damn life out there. Yeah, so I guess we'll see if that was just a fluke or they really need Eric Fisher. I personally think they do. I really think he was kind of that key part to the the offensive line for the Chiefs. Now, I do agree with you that they had to, to they had to cut money somewhere, but it's just unfortunate that it had to be Eric Fisher because I mean he was a massive, massive part to that O line. Yeah, he was. He was a big part of their Super Bowl teams. And we saw how they played without him. So yeah, so I guess we'll see. Maybe how they, maybe we'll see Patty Mahomes still running for his life uh, the start of the season next year. Who knows? But moving on to kind of another uh, release by a team, the Tennessee Titans releasing Malcolm Butler. You may recognize that name for my viewers out there from uh, his infamous Super Bowl pick uh, at the goal line against the Seahawks. I believe what that was Super Bowl forty eight forty nine, right? I have no idea. One of those I two. Know. I know it's one of those two, but I just don't know which one. Anywho. I think it's 48. It was, it's yeah, it was probably 48. But, I mean, at one point, Malcolm Butler was kind of the cornerback of the league um, for a good while after his kind of just fame came with the Patriots. And just we saw kind of the defensive showing that he would put on um, in a few years afterwards. Now being cut by the Titans. I mean, do you think that Malcolm Butler is going to be able to find a home pretty easily here within the next few weeks of free agency opening up? I'm not sure. His production was down the past few years. Mm-hmm. And it's not like he was a, a dominant. He's known for that one play. But he is, I mean, obviously he's a good corner. But I mean, it's hard to not play. be known for that play. You know, it's kind of hard yeah. to top that moment. Yeah, obviously. But he's still a good cornerback. And he'll find a spot on some roster. Now... I like how you kind of said you're not sure. And this is a guy, this next guy, I am not sure he may find a job. I really don't know. That being the comeback player of the year, Alex Smith being released by, not the Redskins anymore because we can't say that, uh, being the football <laughs> I'll team. I'll still say it. Huh? I'll still call him the Redskins. I think I will for the rest of my life too. Anywho, <laughs> aside from that, I kind of want to ask you, do you see that Alex Smith will get a home some, or do you think this is really the end of his career? It's, I mean, it's crazy we're even talking about Alex Smith after his injury. But I probably think it is the end of his career. Mm-hmm. I mean, it should have been the end of his career after he snapped his 
dang leg in half. Yeah. Which is insane how he came back from that. But Yeah, I mean, well-deserved on the comeback player of the year, by the way. Very well-deserved. Yeah, definitely. But um, definitely. Yeah, we'll move on here to him. the uh, NBA and also basketball. The big thing that happened, of course, uh, the buyout that happened with the uh, loss, or sorry, the the Detroit Pistons. I am so used to saying the Clippers when I uh, when I associate with uh, Blake Griffin, but uh, Blake Griffin and the Pistons parting ways, and then he goes and signs with the Brooklyn Nets, teaming up with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. I kind of want to ask you, how do you see this all panning out, especially kind of the success the trio had uh, before uh, Blake Griffin has now arrived to this team. I mean, he's not who he used to be, but he's still Blake Griffin, and mm-hmm. he'll start with them. And I mean, everyone said it would, they wouldn't work with KD, Kyrie, and James Harden, but it's obviously working. I guess yeah. it didn't work at first, but they found out. And I did actually rhythm. say that on the podcast that I did not think it would work, and you know they proved my words wrong. They have worked very, very well. So. We'll have to see how that really works out uh, for Brooklyn, adding now a fourth star to their team. But kind of speaking of stars and who may be added to another team, who may stay with their team, being Chris Apps Porzingis, a lot of trade rumors have gone around uh, that Porzingis may be dealt uh, at the deadline. I, I'm not sure fully when the NBA trade deadline is just quite yet, but... Uh, who knows? I mean, but I kind of want to hear your perspective. You know, do you think the Mavericks should move on from Kristaps Porzingis, or do you think they should keep up with kind of the the Luca and KP duo? I think we should stay with KP, but it it really depends on what you can get for him. Like, I'm pretty sure his trade value is not as high as it we'd like. So I think I don't think we could get anything in return that would be better than Kristaps. I mean, it, it. I mean, a lot of people have kind of speculated what I get back, and honestly, I'm just here to tell you, I don't think it'd be worth it, really. I mean, I get it. Yeah. You know, Chris Stapps has had some injuries, and of course, his brother is an absolute cancer to his career, being his agent. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what Dallas decides to do. I've also heard a lot of rumors that they are trying to add another star, maybe a Kevin Love, if there's a buyout there from the Cavs. Uh, but who really knows? But Moving on to uh, college basketball, and now we kind of get into the uh, topic that we brought up already a few times here and being uh, Duke now out of the ACC tournament uh, due to a positive COVID test. And I kind of want to ask you, being a Duke basketball fan, it's almost like you said earlier, reliving the whole COVID start and just everything that happened to begin with. Kind of want to ask you your reaction as a Duke fan, kind of what this all brought to you especially also kind of the year they had kind of in a way a little bit of an underwhelming year to say the least yeah it was definitely an underwhelming year but we still had a chance at the end like we were just getting hot too in the acc tournament i was so excited for tonight if we won tonight we'd have a good chance of being in mm-hmm. and being florida state so i mean it just sucks so much like, i feel for the kids players who've been through so much this year anyways because they had to isolate all year in the yeah. hotel rooms and there's a strange season for everyone and i was just like like i was taking a quiz and i saw it oh my god i saw it pop up on my laptop the notification i was like that can't be real this cannot be happening it just felt like the this whole season was just a, a waste, waste of time. Yeah. everything was i mean it was so fun to watch duke even when they're losing and stuff but it was just um, I was just like, why us every time? It's mm-hmm. just, it's, it's so annoying. I was just like, this can't be happening to just Duke. Why is it just Duke every time? And it's, Man, I don't know. And, I feel for you on that, especially like you said, I feel for those athletes that really had to sacrifice so much for this season um, to begin with. It, re- it really does suck that it all came down to that. But um, we're going to move on from college basketball and kind of just talk about a little bit. Um, this was some prior news a few weeks ago, being Tiger Woods being seriously injured in a car crash. Um, this was some shocking piece of news because kind of gave us some uh, a little bit of kind of the whole thing that happened with Kobe in a way. You know, if, if it really turned south with Tiger Woods there, we could have had a whole other Kobe situation again, which is 
unbelievable to think about. I mean, it's been over a year with Kobe Bryant, and now almost we lose Tiger Woods. I mean, that's insane to think about that. That could those two could have or could have possibly died within two years. I mean, especially just the influence that Tiger Woods not only had on the sports world, but especially in the golfing industry. Yeah, he's probably the most popular golfer almost of all time, Mm -hmm. especially for our generation. It would have been just like Kobe, like you said. And when I saw that, I was pretty surprised, too. Yeah. But uh, at least he's all right. I don't definitely, know if you'll ever be definitely. able to golf We again. are very, very happy uh, that's the case. Now, we're going to move on there since that's kind of been previous news that a lot of people have already talked about. So don't really want to spend as much time on it. But uh, moving on into uh, Major League Baseball, uh, being uh, Shin uh, Su Chu, a Ranger favorite, I mean, who had an absurd contract from 2013. But, I mean, Rangers fans took him in, loved him to death especially all the chew chants that would happen. Um, and he ended up going and signing in Korea, kind of just putting an end to his major league career. I mean, I know that you were a big fan of chew when he was on the Rangers. And I remember kind of when he signed that seven-year deal, I thought that was a really, really strange deal and really overpriced. But, you know, he was actually one of our more solid hitters. He was kind of that, he was a very, very great contact hitter. He was always, always consistent at the plate. I remember there was a time believe it was a few a few years ago where he was on at least, I believe, a 20-game hit streak, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he was great. I'm pretty sure, yeah. He was, I remember that. What year was that? That was, I, I want to say two years ago. I want to say two years ago. Yeah. Because it was the year was before that- um, the ballpark, or when the, uh, what's it called? The ballpark. Uh, new stadium. Yeah, when we got into the new stadium. The year the year before, it was the final season in the old ballpark, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I remember that too. Yeah, it's sad. When I saw that, I was so sad because again, he's like, I mean, he's he's one of our childhood kind of childhood players, but yeah, he wasn't on the original World Series teams, but he was still just fun to watch, and he was just such a cool guy. He just seemed happy all the time. He's probably the life of the clubhouse. Yeah, and his last game. His last play. What do you remember that? I don't. Maybe, I don't. It was. I'm pretty sure he. Uh, he's like. He did something that. I don't know. I can't remember. He's. I just remember it being awesome. I was like, wow, too. He like yeah. slid home or something. I can't remember. Ah, but his family was. Just, they allowed you his know, family to watch the game. You know what I just remembered? Actually, I remember when he signed with the Rangers. We were actually at your birthday party that year. What? Yeah, it was. A, How do you remember? remember that? It was the year. It was when. It, okay, now we're reliving some memories here from our, our childhood. <laughs> remember, it was. It was in that year that we went to Top Golf for your birthday. Like yeah, we were I like in. I want to say it was like sixth or seventh grade, or I believe it was sixth grade. And I remember that day that they the Rangers signed Shin, uh, Shin Su Chu. I remember it was that seven year contract. I just remember that after all these years. <laughs> That's random. Yeah, very. Well, hey, we were talking about Chew and all that, and it just came to mind. I'm like, oh, I remember that. Um, but we're going to move on from that. And the final topic of the podcast here, this is kind of the topic that most guests don't know what the hell is going on in this sport. But you and Jared Hedges are the only two that I can actually talk about hockey with, that actually get what's going on in hockey. So, um, the big news piece that came out of the NHL just a little while ago, a few weeks ago, was Artemi Panarin, or Panarin of the New York Rangers taking a leave of absence after some Russian reports came out. Um, apparently of him, um, I believe it was, I want to say either assaulting or raping an 18-year-old uh, at the time. I believe this was back in like 2013 or something. But it was very, very strange because, of course, there were a lot of Russian reports that came out. A lot of people in Russia said that, you know, it never happened. A lot of his teammates said it would never happen. It's never a guy like him. Um, and then he just kind of leaves, and it's like, okay, well, well, what's going on here? Why is this all happening? So, I mean, I kind of want to ask you what you took of this whole news piece, especially kind of just how uh, Panarin has been one of the elite scorers in the NHL. Yeah. That was pretty, it's pretty wild. It's like the what's, uh, Ennis Cantor thing with Turkey. 
in this country. Yeah, I remember that. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that, I mean, that's basically what it's like. Yeah. But people are saying that because Artemi doesn't, uh, he's like against whatever their government is. Yeah. And so he's well, saying that's kinda that. Well, like that's kind of like how Cantor was. Yeah, exactly. But they're, they're saying, Artemi's saying that the allegations are planted by the government. Kind of like propaganda in a way? Yeah, to ruin his, his face and his yeah image. It's well, just a crazy scenario. It, it really is, because I remember that, Ent- that Ennis Cantor scenario. I mean, he was almost like, they pretty much had death warrants for him in Turkey. Like, everyone was like, nope, we're not going there. Like, Cantor did not want to go there at all. Yeah. Which I don't blame him if there were death warrants for him. But we'll kind of just have to see. I, I'm not sure if Panarin uh, has returned to the Rangers since. He could have, and I'm just, I just, I haven't seen it. But we'll have to kind of. Keep an eye on that, just of what all happens there if it kind of turns into that same scenario of Ennis Cantor. But um, with that being said, I think this is going to wrap up uh, a very interesting edition of the Max Danielson Show, just with everything that's been happening, not only this whole past year with COVID, but just everything in general about the sports world as of now. But uh, Jackson, thank you again for coming on the show. It, it was great to have you back on, and now you kind of know this part as the part where I give you just whatever you want to say, go for it, kind of, if you want to plug any social medias, if you want to say something, a shout-out, whatever the case may be. Um, I know I have a shout-out at the end of the show. I don't know if you're going to say it, though, but if you don't, I'll just say it. So go ahead. I got it. I think, you know, I think it's the same shout-out that I got. I got the Bishop Lynch Friar basketball yes, teams, both women and men playing in the state championships tomorrow. Let's go. Hopefully, well, this will be, this will be, it'll be over by the time this is. It will. Aired, right? Hopefully, hopefully we'll have two state championships. Hopefully yes, two state sir. championships. Yeah, that's, that's all I got with my, oh, I guess our Austin college basketball teams as well. Yeah, Austin Ca- college basketball teams as well going into there. And hey, why not the Austin college football team this weekend going into uh, kind of their tournament as well, if I'm not mistaken. That is true, and also the baseball team, and just every team. I just every, just Rue Athletics in general. Just Rue Athletics in general. Yeah. All righty. Well, that is going to do it here from the Max Danielson Show, as I thank you from myself, Max Danielson. And as always, have a very pleasant good morning, a good afternoon, or good evening to you, wherever, wherever. or whenever you may be listening. You may be. Thanks, y'all, and we will see you on the next episode. Take care, y'all.